Today's a little bit different, um, so I'm not going to say much before I pray. Usually I give you a little tidbit and then I pray, but I want to start off praying and then I want to get in because today we're going to unveil what our theme's going to be for the rest of 2023. And uh, if you've been around the last month at all, then it's been foreshadowed quite a bit. So I'm excited to have this conversation with you and I'm especially excited to tell you this uh, little story to start things off too because... Uh, it's hilarious. So let's pray, let's pray, and then we'll jump into it. Jesus, we love you so much. We're so grateful for the opportunity to be here gathered in your house uh, under that banner, Jesus. You unite us in love. You knit us together in love. And Father, I pray through this time uh, that you would allow for powerful and effective ministry to take place, that this word would edify the spirit of everybody in the room, that we wouldn't just hear your word, that we would apply your word. That you, would, um, that you would till the soil of our heart, help it be fertile ground to receive the seed of your truth, let it grow to produce fruit in our lives. And I pray this church would continue to foster kids. In Jesus' name, amen. So I recently uh, was just kind of scrolling through TikTok and I saw this trend where basically you get a spoon and you fill up the spoon with salt Okay, you fill up the spoon with salt and then you dip that spoon into a bowl of chili or into a bowl of soup, something that can cover up the salt. And then you feed it to someone, asking them to try or take a sample taste of whatever you've been cooking. Anyone see, seen these videos? Two people in the room, so this will make it even better. So it's like all the 14-year-olds are like, us, yeah. <laughs> grow up, Pastor Mark, grow up. So you dip the spoon, so it's mostly salt, and there's just a thin layer of chili over the salt. So then you ask whoever, whether it's your spouse or your friend or your brother or your sister, whatever, you have someone try it, and then you film their reaction. Okay, and it's hysterical because no one wants a mouthful of salt. That's disgusting, that's gross, right? And so uh, in my house this particular day, we just happen to be making a bowl of chili, okay? And uh, so we're making this chili and we're excited about this chili. And, uh, you know, I get the idea the Holy Spirit brings back to my mind. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Just, it was not him. Oh, man. Uh, you know, so I fill up Abigail. Abigail's in the living room. And she's, uh, you know, hanging out with the kids. I actually think she's holding glory. And I'm like, you know, oh, this is my chance. Like, this is my chance to do this. So I fill up a, uh, a spoonful of salt and a lot of salt. And I dip it into the bowl of chili and it looks so good, y'all. You can't, you can't even tell. Like, looking at this spoonful of chili, I'm like, I'm going to get her. Like, I'm going to get her with this. And so I, I come into the living room and I'm like, babe, I, th I think the chili's ready. I, th I think it's going to be really great. She's sitting on the couch. And I said, like, will you just try it? Will you just sample it? And uh, she, she's like, yeah, sure. And so I, I you know, feed her because she's holding glory. This is so bad. She's, she's holding glory. And uh, so I feed her. And first of all, it's blazing hot, okay, which I didn't realize. <laughs> It's burning her mouth. <laughs> it's just, you guys are like, our pastor's sick. Oh, man. So it's burning her mouth as she gets the baby. She, she's holding Gloria. She's like, oh, oh. <laughs> and then she swallows it, not realizing that it's full of salt. And she's like, Mark, ah. 
And what started, I am about to bust a gut laughing. And what was hilarious, very quickly uh, takes a turn. She sets down glory. She gets up, goes over to the kitchen sink and starts projectile vomiting. I am not kidding. And I am like, oh my goodness. I went from busting out laughing to literally like, profusely apologizing and I'm covered in shame, okay? I had to like wait a certain amount of months before I could tell this church with a clear conscience or where I could tell the story to church with a clear conscience. And I still don't feel great about it, to be honest with you. (laughs) But it's one of those things down the road we're gonna laugh about, we're gonna treasure. We're making family memories, okay? (laughs) Moral of the story, treat your family better than your pastor does, okay? (laughs) You know, Abigail was willing to take a bite of the spoon because it looked like chili on the surface. It looked good on the surface. It looked pleasing, but underneath was just salt. And mainly because I just wanted to tell this story. Um, but, but more than that, I, I think of this story and I think of that spoon and I wonder in past years, has the church, uh, has that spoon been a picture of the church? We're on the top, looks good. But when we get into it, what's underneath? Is it really a good spoon full of chili? And so, you know, this has been a thought and this has really been a conversation since 2020. And I know we don't want to continue reflecting on 2020 and blaming 2020 for everything. But what was so painfully beautiful about 2020 is as things shut down, the church being one of those things, many of life's conveniences were stripped away. But I think even more than that, our spiritual conveniences were stripped away, uh, meaning that the church's doors shut all over the nation. And, and, And what it allowed for is we got to see as individuals, were we spoonfuls of chili or had it just been surface level? with us, when the conveniency of our spiritual walk was stripped away, when there was a shaking, when spiritual consumption wasn't as convenient. I'm not saying the church did everything right through the pandemic and that was a strange time for all of us and we were all navigating that the very best that we could. But when the church wasn't able to spoon feed and entertain the believers uh, in, in a space with the right lights and nice music, when the church got forced to feel the pressure of when it's not done for you, when you don't just come and eat, what, what does your relationship with Jesus look like? And a lot of us, I think, probably discovered, I don't even know if I've been following Jesus. I know that year for me, some serious holes got poked in my own spiritual life. We got forced to feel the pressure to, to really be able to answer with clarity that question, am I a disciple of Jesus? Like, am I following Jesus? Again, you know, I think there was a lot that, that the shepherds learned through that time. I think there was a lot that the sheep learned through that time. But I think what we all collectively found out is that maybe the American church hadn't been producing, um, or developing a quality disciple. 
that, that maybe some of us weren't as developed as a Jesus follower as we thought. And we were exposed, we, we had to confront that there's a serious issue with lack of discipleship in the church. That's what we discovered. And so, you know, I, I think one thing 2020 exposed in the church is that a, a lot of Christians, a lot of us, maybe what you found out yourself is on the surface, on the top layer, looked like chili, right? On the top service, it looked like we were following Jesus well, meaning, uh, you know, we attended church two to four times a month. We'd post a Bible verse here and there. We served every once in a while. We loved listening to the preaching. We loved the worship. Uh, the worship was moving in our minds. We showed to enjoy what people who know and love Jesus enjoy. But I think what a lot of us probably discovered is we had more of a relationship with church than we did with Jesus, right? And so when the church wasn't readily available, maybe we hadn't spent time with him. Maybe we hadn't cultivated our own relationship with him and made time for that. And so now we're, we're seeing people leave the church and the percentage of people leaving the church is increasing from one generation to the next. But maybe that's because we've emphasized relationship with the church over relationship with Jesus. Because we know if you love Jesus, then you're going to love his body, right? If I love Jesus, then I know that I have a calling to be a part of his church, not just to consume and be fed spiritually, but I understand he's put gifts on my life, right? I've understand that he's called me to a body. So I can't to not just consume, but to be a contributor to what he's doing in that community through that body. Amen. So, so when, when I'm in love with Jesus first, when it's not a relationship with the church or what I can get from the church, but when I love Jesus, I'm committed to his house and I understand I'm a contributor to what he's doing. But if you've been taught to love the church because it will feed you and it will serve you, I'm going to tell you right now, the church is going to let you down because it's all people. Okay. The church is going to let you down. Church is going to hurt you. The sheep are going to hurt you. The shepherd's going to hurt you. And we're going to come in and we're going to get offended. And then we're going to call church hurt. And then we're going to stop attending that church so we can go find a church that meets our need better. And so we go try a couple churches, uh, but the preaching was kind of dry, uh, but the worship wasn't as good or the worship was better, but the preaching wasn't as good. And now it's like, I've tried, I missed a couple Sundays and I've slept in a couple Sundays. And it's like, now we find ourselves wandering and we, and we end up spiritually depleted, which we already were because we were relying on a spiritual buffet on Sundays to keep us fed until the next Sunday, rather than cultivating something with Jesus on a daily basis. In Destiny Church, we've, we recognize this. And that's part of the reason I told our volunteers, our old mission statement was this. And I'm just gonna say, this thing was created before I got here. I was never a fan of it. Don't tell anybody, okay? <laughs> the old mission statement was this. Destiny Church exists to lead people in a pursuit of God to love life. Destiny Church exists to lead people in a pursuit of God to love life. And, and as of recent, through conversations with our leadership team from pastor Chad's mouth himself. He's like, that's not what we exist for. That's shallow. And I, uh, and I feel like our purpose is so much greater than that. And our new mission statement is destiny church. Now it exists to see all people 
experience transformation through God's presence, be discipled in community, and equipped to reach the world. Okay? Our purpose statement, our purpose statement was pursue God, love life. And we're chanting this every week after we pray, right? <laughs> pursue God, everyone says. Right. But now our pur purpose statement is pursue God, grow together, make a difference. Understanding that we are to pursue him, we are to grow in community and be discipled in community, and we want to be launched out making disciples. So not only do we want to be disciples ourselves and experience discipleship ourselves, but we understand there's a call to go out and make disciples. Amen? So, um, you know, like I said to my own defense, I was never a big fan of, of it you know, those things in the first place, but you can see even in our own language as a church, pursue God to love life. It's me-centered. It's consumer-centered. And, and the point I'm trying to make is I think the church is housed and, and cultivated. And it's not even the church's fault. It's, it, it, it's, it's not even, you know, it, it's like this culture that we've created in our churches without even realizing. And I think the church has housed a lot of consumer Christians that have relied entirely too much on the church to cultivate your relationship with Jesus for you. Yeah, come, I'll, I'll help you be good with Jesus. And it's like, no, Jesus wants you. Jesus is, is looking for those who are seeking him, right? Jesus deeply desires to be in a deeply invasive daily relationship with you. He wants you. He doesn't want to date you for an hour on Sundays. He, he, wants, he, he wants to be the center of your life, the center of your relationships, of your conversations, the culture of your home, your character at work. He wants to be interwoven into every part of our lives. He wants to be our Lord, our master, and our friend. Amen? And so I think we've relied too much on Sunday mornings to disciple us and to disciple our families. And we've forgotten what Moses was talking about. We, we forgot the ancient truth that we see all the way back in Deuteronomy, which we've been talking about for a month, talking about the table, how Moses is a prophetic mouthpiece from the heart of God saying to the people, you need to get his commands in your children and in your grandchildren. Excuse me, he says this in Deuteronomy 6. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. He's talking to the people. This is to all the individuals as he's speaking. Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home. Like Moses is exhorting them, not just as individuals to, to love God with their whole heart, but to like get these things in their kids, to get these things in the next generation, that this would be like, to, there's a call to disciple the people closest to you. That, that's what you see this, uh, uh, th this is uh, declaring. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Here, here, here's what we know. If we're going to move away from surface level consumer Christianity, it's going to require discipleship. 
a new emphasis, a new focus, a new priority placed on discipleship. Remember, through Moses said, he, Moses said it himself here. This is, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago. He's like, talk about them when you sit at home, when you lie down and when you get up. He didn't just say, go to the temple once a week. You know, this, is, this, is, this relationship is, is a, it's called to be invasive. And so what we've talked about is, is the table and, and prioritizing the table. And I just believe that as we look at his word, discipleship isn't gonna primarily happen right here on this hour. It's not gonna primarily happen for your kids. That, that one hour on Sundays, discipleship is primarily gonna happen at the table, right? And, not, and, and when we say the table, we don't just literally mean like a kitchen table, but it's what the table represents, Right? So this year, to unveil our theme for 2023 is exactly that. I think we got a graphic for it. This year, our focus is the table, the table. It's our hope that this year, as we emphasize discipleship, as we encourage and teach you to first and foremost be the priest of your home, we understand that's a calling on our lives to lead our homes well, to be the priests of our homes. Now, uh, remember, if, you, if you've been here for the last month, the table isn't necessarily just the table. I've already explained that. But we, when we look into the Acts 2 church, you know, so, so Jesus has just died. He's been put in the grave. He's resurrected from the dead. He's ascended back to heaven. He, we, we see uh, he, empower, he pours out his spirit in Acts 2 on the 120 in the upper room. And the church starts exploding from Jerusalem out. And here's the characteristics that we see in the church. And, and, and we learn that they were adding to their numbers daily. They were growing in the Lord rapidly. But here's what their culture looked like. Acts 2, starting in verse 42. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. Uh, they sold their property and possessions and they shared their money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day. They met in homes. Everyone say met in homes. Come on, life group meeting after second service. I'm just saying. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. You can see the table is woven into all of this. It's about being together. It's about developing Christ-centered community, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And look what happens as a result. We see in each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those who are being saved. If we will authentically uh, pursue and prioritize discipleship, it's scary to think about what God might do in and through this community. Amen. And I think the church's thought has been, yeah, we'll go lighter. We'll be more surfacey. We can reach more people that way. But I actually get excited to think about what if we all make the commitment to, to go deeper in the things of God? I, I think he'll actually cultivate something richer 
in this community that would be a bigger blessing to the community around us in full. And so um, the New Testament church, they didn't just reserve an hour for the Lord on Sunday mornings, but Jesus was at the center of their everyday life. The way that they pursued their friends, cultivated their relationships, even ate their food was all Christ-centered, right? And so where, where their, their life rhythms and their patterns revolved around keeping Christ at the center. So um, in, in a year where we're emphasizing the table, we want to help equip you with tools to disciple your own family, to de- disciple yourself, to be a follower of Jesus yourself, but also to disciple others, to disciple your family, your friends, coworkers. And so there's two things that I want to bring you into the loop on. So today's a little bit different in terms of being kind of a traditional message. It's more of like an unveiling. It's a a conversation that I wanted to have with you guys. First thing I'm really excited about, and we have a short video just to show you here to kick things off, but it's our partnership with Right Now Media. This is investment that the church has made for your benefit, for my benefit, for the benefit of the whole. And so you may have noticed this morning at 8 a.m., a lot of you who have uh, put in your information, like if, if you're in our database for planning center and all that, you received an email from Right Now Media that says sign up for your free account. Everybody in the room gets a free account to what is going to be called Right Now Media. I want to show you the video and then I'll talk a little bit, a little bit about what that means. Let's show this. So yeah, as you heard, as of today, our church now has an unlimited access to Right Now Media, which is the world's largest streaming library of video Bible study resources. Layman's terms, we just got Christian Netflix for the whole church, okay? So if you, come on, this is, this is... I'm, I'm telling you, you know, I, I actually talked about it a couple of weeks ago, how my kids were, you know, they love Frozen more than Jesus and how I was convicted about it. Y'all remember that conversation? So now I got my kids hooked on super books from Right Now Media or from Superbook. And so it's like, you know, what they don't realize is they're learning the Bible, watching this show. There's a whole kids section on this thing. And it's like, you got all types of topics that you can cover. Now, if you didn't get the email into your inbox, you can, uh, here's how this thing works. You just hold up your camera over this and then it'll populate a link, tap on that link and you can get signed up and you can make your account, okay? So everybody, you know, if you don't have the, uh, email in your inbox. Go ahead, scan that code, and you can get signed up for that. I think right here are, um, yeah, or for the link, text Destiny Mo to 49775. I want to talk a little bit about what this thing is to help you grow in your understanding. So, this extensive library has more than 20,000 videos from leaders like Francis Chan, who isn't as good of a preacher as me, but he, he, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. Just kidding. Just kidding. Okay. Uh, uh, Jenny Allen, Matt Chandler, Dr. Tony Evans, and, you know, probably a preacher. If you listen to preacher on YouTube or uh, on a podcast or something, I, I would almost guarantee that they probably have content on this medium. Uh, Our church believes that right now media is a tool to help you live out your faith in every area of your life, at home, at work, in your community. And in addition to series on books of the Bible, right now media has videos for everyone in your family on a variety of topics. We're talking um, content for marriage, content for parenting. We've watched some parenting stuff. We've watched some marriage stuff. Uh, Personal finances, mental health. There's more. There's all types of things. 
things. So I want you guys to look through this and this is about getting back to the table. This is ultimately a resource for you, but also as we begin to disciple our homes, we're gonna integrate the things of God into our homes in an even greater way, amen? So you should have already received it. If you didn't scan the code, you can get signed up. This is going to be transformational to our community, okay? So I wanna make sure that you guys, after church, make sure you thumb through this, look through this. Maybe start a plan. If you got a friend, start a, start a plan with one of your friends. Maybe a small group of men wanna go through some of the uh, men stuff. Maybe there's a couple who wants to go through some of the marriage content or a, or a couple marriages. It's totally free for you guys to do that and we want you to utilize it. So first is, uh, you know, we're just praying and believing that right now media will be a blessing to you and your family. That's the first thing I wanted to announce. Second thing I want to announce, this is about a greater emphasis on discipleship is uh, we are implementing destinychurch.me slash notes. And we're going to be providing handouts each week called the talk it over. We did this for a years. We had sort of gotten away from it when COVID happened, but something new we're doing this year is we're making our scripture and our message notes available right on our website. And so you can each week when you sit in here and you listen to the sermon, you can come in and literally type in destinychurch.me slash notes. You can take all the notes you want in that, and then you can email it to yourself right after at the bottom that page, there's a little email that you can use, but also we'll hand out hard copies. We're gonna have these little binders for sale and you can take hard copy notes and put together uh, um, a whole binder full of sermon notes because what we're gonna do, we believe that one of the is to understand what God is saying through his word is to go through his word verse by verse. And so that's something we're gonna begin doing. We're gonna preach through, we start literally next week going through the book of Philippians verse by verse. So I, 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 why I love verse by verse and it'll still preach, it'll still preach, but it's like, I, I think of if I'm painting a wall, right? And if I'm just doing topical preaching here and there, then I'm probably gonna splat over here I'll probably address this issue. We'll talk about this. We'll talk about this verse. We'll come back to, to this idea over here versus when I go verse by verse, it's like I got a paint roller and I'm just painting that thing. Nice and even, nice and smooth. We don't get to avoid the hard topics. You got to cover everything, right? So this isn't pick and choose. We don't get to perry chick what pre, or pe, cherry pick, perry chick. That's not. <laughs> cherry pick what preach is good. We understand that his, all of his word is God breathed, amen? So I'm looking forward to that. And yes, I'm in Africa for the next 11 days. Pastor Jesse, Pastor Jesse is gonna preach next week. The week after that, Pastor Ed is gonna preach, okay? Yes, I'm glad y'all are clapping. That means we're not gonna skip because Pastor Mark isn't preaching. You know this dude brings a great word. Last time Pastor Ed was here, uh, he brought an amazing word and I don't want everybody skipping because you heard Pastor Mark's in Africa or I'm gonna come back, everybody's gonna get spankings. All right, that's what's gonna happen. So we're looking forward to that. Here, here's the deal. We wanna be so intentional to, to help equip you with content to disciple your homes in the greatest way possible so we can grow deeper in our relationship with Jesus ourselves and with the people who are closest to us. Amen? So, so these are a couple of things that we'll implement and we'll grow in our clarity on these conversations, but I at least wanted to get those things laid out. Are you excited for a year at the table? I'll finish with this verse and I'll dismiss you guys for the day. Matthew 28, this was one of Jesus's last commandments to the people of God. He said this, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Jesus says, I've been given all the authority. So what I say matters right here. So lean in and listen to me. I've been given all the authority. 
Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands. Right? That sounds familiar, doesn't it? When Moses, was in, when Moses was in the wilderness with the Israelites, to, talking about how we should value the commands of God, we have to trust his leadership, that he's leading us into good things, that he's the author of life, that he's the alpha and he's the omega, that we really were created by him, for him, and through him, amen? And so he's bringing us into good things. We have to trust his leadership. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even till the end of the earth. We're believing this year that as we prioritize the table, Destiny Church will experience its greatest year of discipleship yet. And I'm expecting for what God's gonna do through a community of true, genuine, authentic disciples of Jesus. Amen? All right, I'll pray. Jesus, we love you so much. So grateful for who you are. Uh, we're grateful for the ability, for the resources to grow in our knowledge of you. And God, we're just... Uh, lifting this year to you, saying we want more of you. We want greater intimacy with you. We wanna follow you well. We want our words to sound like your words. We want our actions to look like your actions. We want our love to look like your love, our forgiveness to look like your forgiveness. Would you teach us your ways? Like a disciple would follow a rabbi, watching every move, mirroring his, his thoughts, mirroring his actions, mirroring his words. Uh, help us to recognize you as our rabbi, to walk and talk like you. We wanna be true disciples of Jesus. So Father, uh, Holy Spirit, empower us to, to, to heed this word in our heart, uh, that we would pursue you with a new fervor, with a new enthusiasm. Uh, I pray over this uh, right now media, that we would honestly, that every person would go home, look at it, scroll through it, that we would see it begin to co with families, to couples, to friends, uh, to, to uh, family members, to coworkers. God, I, I can't wait to see what you do in and through this time. And God, I, I even pray over our journey as we go through the word verse by verse, that we would uh, grow in our knowledge of you and your word more than ever before. Uh, transform us, Lord. Uh, give us wisdom. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear. In Jesus' holy and mighty name, we all said, amen.